0: So my pastor preached an awesome message last Sunday on being an overcomer to sin so that we can truly walk in freedom and God's abundance for our lives. And I wanted to share some of his points and some thoughts on this topic because I know there are many of you who are tired of living a life of defeat but really don't know how to gain the victory that you need. Well, he came from John chapter 8 verses 31 through 36. and I'm going to read to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Skipping over verse 33, Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Now, notice that obedience to Christ is what makes you a disciple or follower of Christ, not going to church. Not quoting scripture, saying religious cliches, singing or playing church songs on Sunday. It's obedience. And why is obedience vital? Well, because it is obedience to the truth that's going to give you the freedom and victory that you need in life. Ask yourself, what area of life am I stuck in? Where do I need to be free from sin? God is challenging you to not just be a hearer of the word and so deceive yourself, but he's also Desiring and challenging you to do what it says, do what the word says so you can actually experience real freedom and God desires us to be free in every area. However, as long as we are bound to sin, we cannot receive the blessings God has for us. Let me tell you something. There are specific blessings of God that are only released when we become free in a specific area of our lives. This is something that God will not force on us. It is up to us to decide whether we want to go from glory to glory and whether we want none of our blessings, some of our blessings or all of our blessings. Now, our pastor talked about three types of people in this world, and he said that there are unsafe people who basically are those that don't believe in God's word and everything that they hear as far as the the things of the spirit come off as foolishness to them. And first Corinthians two 14 says, the reason why it comes off as foolishness to them is because they don't have the spirit of God. Y'all it's the things, the things of the spirit are not something that can be rationalized or intellectualized. Spiritual truths are only understood through the spirit and that comes from God and having the mind of God. That's something that we can't reproduce within ourselves. Now, he also talked about the worldly or the carnal Christian, those who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior by their mouth, but they lack the power of the Holy Ghost to actually transform their hearts and their lives so that they can actually bear fruit. And the reason why is because they still flirt with and love the things of the world. And like many of you, I walked in this category for the earlier part of my walk. And if we are truly honest, as people today, we have to say that a lot of us live in this category. A lot of us are saints on Sunday, but a sinner Monday through Saturday. And God's word is very clear. If you operate in the flesh, God warns you that it will lead to death. However, if you operate in the spirit, it will lead to eternal life. Listen, family, if you believe saying you are a Christian is good enough to get you in heaven, God's word is clear, it will not. Matter of fact, Matthew 7:22 to 23 says that there're going to be many who are going to say to the Lord on that day, I've been doing all these different things, I call you Lord, and Jesus will say to them, I never knew you, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. And then there's the saved person. The spiritual person. This is the person that not only hears the word of God, but also applies the word of God. And thus they are able to move from blessing to blessing, from glory to glory. James 1 22 to 25 clearly points this out. He says, don't be merely listeners of the word. And so deceive yourself. He actually says to do what it says. He says, anyone who listens to the word and does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. However, who looks at the word intently and looks into the perfect law intently, that is the one that receives freedom. And he is the one that he doesn't forget what he's heard, but he does it. And so therefore they are blessed in what they do. It is clear from the last part of that verse that it is only those who do what the word says that are the ones that will be blessed in what they do. And if you are honest with yourself, which one would you say describes you? Are you the unsaved, the carnal or the spiritual person? Now you may be saying to yourself, you know what? I recognize that I am bound to sin. I recognize that I need to be free from sin, but I really don't know how to get out of it. How can I be free? Well, our pastor gave us three principles that I want to share with you. The first one, he said, was to name it. Basically, call sin for what it is and stop making excuses for it. Remember, God cannot heal what you don't reveal. David said in Psalm 32, 5, Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. James five sixteen says, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, so that you may be healed. Notice that the confession comes first, then prayer, then healing. Now you may be asking yourself, "Oh, I did that, but nothing happened." Remember, understand that healing can either be instantaneously or process. And speaking from personal experience, healing often, a lot of times, comes in a pro, in a form of process. However. The Bible encourages us to keep confessing, keep praying, keep coming back to God until you have received your full healing. Because remember John 5 16 concludes with the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man is what availeth much. So don't give up. Number two, he said repent of it. Oftentimes we think repent means to just feel sorry for something, but it doesn't. Repent actually means to change one's thinking in order to change one's behavior. Think about this. When you are driving and you realize you've been going down the wrong road, do you just feel sorry and continue? No, you recognize your error and you turn around so that you can go in the right direction. Now, how do we change our minds? Remember, if it's the truth that sets you free, then it's lies that keep you bound. So we need to replace the lies of the world, the lies of our wrong upbringing and mindset, what we've been taught that's erroneous, and we need to replace it with the truth of God's word. Roman 12.2 says, do not conform any longer to the world's patterns, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And how we renew our mind? Psalms 119.11 and Hebrews 4.12 tells us to put God's word in our heart so we don't sin against God. Y'all, this is not just scripture memorization, but it's believing in and activating the word in your life. The third and final thing he said was to receive power over sin. Y'all, this has to be the main difference When it comes to the world, million and one religions and spiritual philosophies versus having an actual personal relationship with the God of the Bible, the huge difference is going to be in power and authority. Understand that the difference with religion and spirituality is that they rely on man's strength and man's will. And we only know our will and our strength can only go but so far. However, God says it is not by might nor by power, but it is by my spirit. It is only by God's spirit we can walk in constant victory and no other religion or spiritual thought can can accomplish that. None. A lot of times the reason why we can't overcome our sin is because actually our sin has taken spiritual power and authority over our lives. And this is an aspect involving spiritual law, which we are often ignorant of. Nobody teaches us a lot of times of what actual spiritual laws are. However, this is the reason that Christ came. 1 John 3, 8 says that the reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. And you have to understand sin is the work of the devil to keep man in bondage and disqualified from receiving God's blessing. However, Christ came that you may have life and life in the full. And it is by this power that we need to walk in to gain authority over our lives. There's no amount of religions, traditions, practices, and philosophies that can offer that. They don't have the authority to do it. Understand that freedom is a fruit of authority, not philosophy. And this fresh anointing that we receive is from the Holy Ghost. And we need this on a daily basis every day in our lives. It's the Holy Spirit, which is the authority and power of God, along with renewing our minds through the word of God, that is going to be the only thing that will give us real freedom, the real freedom we need to live a life of blessing vice a life of curses. Family freedom is ours. Deliverance is ours. Victory belongs to us. It is is our right as children of God. We just have to name the sin, repent from the sin, and receive God's power and authority over sin. And y'all, as we do that, we will experience the abundance that christ promised family make that your life goals today i pray that this blessed you and i pray that you walk in it and receive it fully and completely into your heart soul mind and strength in jesus name amen